Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode 311, entitled Summing Up the WP Builds WordPress Business Bootcamp Series. It was published on Thursday the 19th of January 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and in a few moments I'll be joined by my good friend David Wormsley to have our very final recording in the WordPress Business Bootcamp series. As you've heard, we're summing up what we thought about it. But before that, a few bits of housekeeping. If you didn't know, the Page Builder Summit version 5 is just around the corner. It's actually taking place in February. In fact, the dates, to be more specific, are February the 20th until the 24th. That's 2023, February the 20th to the 24th. Put that date in your diary. But this is just to say that we are really keen to get some sponsors on board. So if you are in the WordPress space, maybe you've got a plugin, a theme, a hosting company, or you're connected in some way, we'd love to hear from you. The best page to go to is pagebuildersummit.com forward slash sponsor. That's pagebuildersummit.com forward slash sponsor. And you can check out all the options there. Feel free to email me. It's admin at wpbuilds.com. If you want to get in touch and talk through some options, we'd be delighted to get you on board. It's a pretty big WordPress event. In all honesty, we have a fairly large crowd of very committed WordPressers, most of them obviously using page builders. So if that fits your scenario for marketing in 2023, please reach out. The only thing that I want to mention otherwise is the WP Builds deals page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals, searchable, filterable list of deals. Go check it out. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. That's go.me forward slash WP builds. And we really, truly do thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP builds podcast. Okay, as I said, this episode is the final in a pretty much year-long series called the WordPress Business Bootcamp. In this episode, we're really just summing up what it is that we've learned during that series. The whole thing was all about having a client who'd never used WordPress before, never built a WordPress website before, in fact, never had a website before, and how we might run them through the process, how we might have our business aligned. David, throughout the entire series, has been using an agile approach. I've been using a waterfall approach. And so in this series, we picked all of the pieces apart from start to finish. And today we're asking questions like, what do we wish we'd known when we started? How have changes in WordPress altered our approach? Do we think web design is still a good or safe place for our business? Who won this series? Is there a best fit for projects using Agile or Waterfall? And a whole bunch of other questions as well. I really hope that you enjoy it. 
Welcome to the last episode in our Business Bootcamp series. Over the last year, we've been attempting to question everything we know about building WordPress sites and running web design businesses. We've looked at the whole process from meeting our first client to helping them to support their site. We've tried to take contrasting approaches by looking at the traditional project where we're hired to build a finished website or product and the agile approach where we try and use online SEO and UX data gathered to iteratively improve the site as an ongoing collaborative collaboration, excuse me, with clients. So here we've set ourselves a few questions in an attempt to kind of sum up what we've learned over this series and perhaps more generally over time that we've been in the industry building websites. And Nathan, that might only take five minutes of awkward silence. So uh, we'll probably introduce <laughs> as well the next series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Firstly, well done for getting through that introduction. That was quite, quite a mouthful. So yeah, has it really been a year? Have we been at this for a year? That's amazing. Yeah. And by, by good coincidence, I don't know exactly when this episode will go out, but we are approaching the end of the actual year. So it kind of feels like yeah. a, a nice time to to sort of sum it all up. So yeah, we've written a bunch of questions. We're comparing really the knowledge that we've gained over the last year, the chats that we've had over the last year to sort of decide which is better, agile or waterfall. And at the end of it, only one of us will be left standing. I think it's the intention of this episode. No, that's not the point. So how do you want to play this then? Should we just go through the questions that we raised and chat through them one at a time? Yeah, so I mean, the first thing, I the Agile movement is something which was, I guess, started this uh, whole uh, re-evaluation because it's kind of something new to me. It's over 20 years old. It's dominated the software de development industry for a long time. And increasingly, it's becoming policy. We've mentioned it before, but without really understanding it, that it's you know, affecting kind of web-related um uh, work, uh, particularly at enterprise level. So the question we're asking really here is, should it be our direction? Because that's what we've been contrasting all the way through. But in all honesty, you know, when I'm talking about it, it's my it's my way of being more agile in the work that I do. And often when you're talking about it, taking a traditional approach, actually you're a lot more agile than it implies, I think. I think it's a bit of a spectrum, isn't it, this? In that yeah. I think both of us, if we were both to compare our work practices, if you like, I'm, I'm pretty certain that you have definitely thrown yourself into the agile approach, you know, talking to the client, iterating on things, going back with data, all of that. I'm pretty sure that you will be further along that spectrum. But equally, yeah. I'm sure there's little bits in my practice that, that would be creeping in that are agile, you know, whether, that, whether or not that's just feeding back halfway through something which I'm not sure about. Um, just sort of to get the, the client's interpretation of whether I'm going in the right direction. I'm sure that there's a bit of that. I would imagine that for people like you and I who are basically just solo freelancers, you've got to have mm. a bit of both. You've got to throw a little bit of both together. But I have to say that over the course of the year, you have convinced me on a lot of, a lot of points. I think there's a lot of stuff in Agile, which just makes perfect sense. Not only does it you know, save a bunch of time that you might waste because you didn't fulfill the expectations at the beginning. You know, you forgot to write things down. You didn't ask the right questions. You're left half half sure, half unsure. 
six weeks into the build and you've only got two weeks left and you know all of that dilemma so but also i think that your uh, your system really does generate far more work security um in other words your clients hopefully at the end of the process well there isn't an end to the process with mine there definitely is you know day day 55 arrives we hand it over and more or less we're closing the door on that we've then got to restart the whole thing try and persuade them to to do other things like care plans and so on whereas your approach is much more kind of like a, a revolving door you know they've gone out the door but they're immediately coming back in again because you've got things you want to tell them they've got an expectation that they can change things with you they haven't shelled out a ton of money they've just been shelling out little bits of money along the road so i do think not only is it um saving a bit of time i do think it's generating more security for you because your clients hopefully will stay your clients for longer yeah it's i think it's a really it a difficult thing to kind of sum up these two different approaches because for some they'll think of agile project management something which is often enforced in some companies and they don't really get why they're doing it and it's its whole procedure we have this sort of scrum teamwork and stuff i'm skipping all of that i'm just getting back to the basics of why it became a movement over 20 years ago in software development because it picked up on the fact that well actually when you start these projects that have a deadline nobody really knows what they need at the beginning you can never nail it down so there's always friction built into that so it's it's the idea let's just do it bit at a time and work out because things are going to change and i think when it comes to web development and it's, it's true of course in software development there's a key thing about our medium, which is that it's the only one really that gives you some live data about how you're doing and you should be responding to that. So all I've tried to do is to do my traditional approach, but build that conversation about how the web is and what we could use in it right in from the very beginning. So we think in that way, we won't invest too much in the first place. We'll see how we go. And that's that's pretty much it for me. I guess, I guess there are going to be scenarios where Okay, let, let me start that again. There are some properties on the web which, by definition, will never terminate. You know, the minute they were yeah. set up, the intention is that they're going to be there for decades, probably. Maybe even, goodness knows, I mean, possibly even hundreds of years. So I'm thinking in terms of things like, like government websites, you know, things where I have to pay my t- tax on my car or I have to, you know, access health services or whatever. The, the intention is that that's never going away. And as soon as it's gone online and people start using it and they get familiar with using it, it's always going to be there forevermore. And the idea that that can stay static is nonsense. Yeah. You know, all all the users are not going to be doing accessing it the same way 10 years from now. You know, at the minute, we're all using mobile phones. We're on desktops. Who knows what new technology will come along, what interface we're going to have. And so that's really important. But thinking about like the, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I went to a village um, fate near nearby. They had a website. It was actually pretty good. I don't know who did it, but it was a good website. But it was it was a moment in time. They've got mm. this one-off event it's going to happen, then it'll be over. I don't even know if it happens on a regular basis, but it happened. There would be almost no point, in a way, in doing that in an agile way because it was it was so constrained in what it wanted to do. It basically wanted to put some pictures up there, have a telephone number in case you wanted to contact the, the organisers so that you could help volunteer and all of that kind of stuff. And it, that was it. It was just a moment in time. And so for that, I'd be really surprised if they had some sort of iterative agile approach. They don't <laughs> yeah. need 
Google Analytics data. They don't need any of that. They just need something up running quickly so that people who want to be involved in that event are, are aware. But I do think you're right. The This is not going away, and there's a ton of properties out there on the internet that absolutely need to be explored, investigated on a day-by-day basis. And for that, Agile just makes the most sense. I do wonder, and it, I don't know if we ever even discussed it, because you talked about where Agile came from, you know, like 20 years ago. I wonder who had the first idea. I wonder who did it the first time. I wonder who, who was the first mover who sort of said, yeah, I'm going to take my business in this direction. And I, I wonder if they're still in business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there is a long story because I'm really Agile uh, was named when uh, 17 developers got together um, after talking about their shared frustration with traditional projects and how they were failing. But they were all they were all coming in from different angles, these people, and they'd all written books or something. So they all had slight variations on it. But basically, they came up with a manifesto which summarized what their kind of key values were for this movement. So it, it's basically, since the web's been there, it's been there, it's been an issue that people have spotted building for the web it's ultimately a changing thing where we have this extra data and it's just so interesting because we come from a generally our business is built around the tradition of design um graphic design so our model's going to better reflect what you would have done if you made business cards for somebody or made them a poster or something and that's carried on because for many people and you just you, actually you just answered one of the questions you added in there. So a best fit for either agile or waterfall, and I think you've just given a good best fit. <laughs> yeah, was that that kind of landing page thing where, you know, clearly even I wouldn't be talking about you know if that's all they ever wanted to do, and they say, can you make this one page for this one event? You know, it's it's pointless me talking about the things I want to talk about. In uh, this whole series, we've been talking about this fictional person um yes. miss a yeah. who is a lawyer and has no experience i do think her aspirations right from the start so she's graduated from law school she's beginning her business she needs a website that's basically all she knows i i am i am convinced that she doesn't want the business to be disappearing in 10 years time she wants to be doing this until she retires potentially you know she wants it to be yeah. a success she wants it to blossom she probably has aspirations of retiring early and all of those kind of things. And I do think that at the outset, the, the whole Agile thing might, she might be persuaded of that because, you know, who doesn't want to have a business which is thriving? Who doesn't want to have a business which is sucking in data and improving itself? But also, I do think she is maybe a candidate for the waterfall approach because, She's busy. She doesn't want to be too yeah. involved. You know, she's probably got a bunch of clients and she's probably servicing those. And when she goes to sleep at night, the last thing she's thinking about is the website. She's probably thinking about going to court and getting her arguments summed up and filling out the paperwork and managing things on time. Yeah. And maybe maybe she just wants to say, no, 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 David, wait, I haven't got the time for this. Just build me a website my interest is the business. I know that the website is part of the business. Thank you. I get it. But I just want to I just want to <laughs> pay you some money and be done with it. And we'll come back in a couple of years time because that's the approach that I'm familiar with. So I think she I think she could easily be persuaded. But I think you'd have to line up all your arguments very, very cleverly. Um, 
to get through to her because I'm, I'm not sure she's the, the perfect candidate for this. And also she's probably quite good at sophistry. So she's not going to be, uh, you know, she's not going to be persuaded <laughs> by your clever arguments too easily. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, she does seem waterfall. In some ways, this is where I don't think I'm really one or the other. It's just that I effectively how I learned web design, there was one way to do it. This is how you manage a project. And then suddenly realizing there was a movement that's been around for a long time, which, you know, contradicts that entirely. Then I feel like it's quite important to have that you can present to the client kind of this sort of two sides so maybe with her that she might not I, I wouldn't even mention agile I don't to clients unless I was forced to um, you're just talking about how you might go forward so probably you've built it with WordPress so it's likely to be an ongoing relationship because particularly if it's built with a page yeah, builder yeah. you'll probably need to have a money care plan so there'll be something ongoing I'd probably say look well roughly we'll get this None of us ever know when we start these things how they'll work out. So let's probably skip the BS with that one and we'll put an approximation on it so it leaves you some room to change your mind on things that you might want and for me to throw in things. So we'll try and stick to that and do that. But also, can we build in a little bit of money just to see how it's doing for monitoring afterwards, to see how it's being picked up by Google, see which pages are getting visited so I can give you some feedback and see if it's worth if there's something we can do a bit better when we've got that feedback that would be more than i ever did when i started yeah. because i really ended yeah. the project and it would be the end and they just paid me for either the hosting and care i've never introduced the idea that there might be some monitoring so it'd be waterfall with a waterfall with a little <laughs> add-on monitoring yeah. stuck on the end of it so that's interesting i i, I kind of you're sort of sneaking agile in by the back door a bit there which i kind of think is nice <laughs> in yeah. that you've built it Potentially, you might build Miss A's website just as a one-off, um, and then yeah. silently in the background, you're you're collecting the data, and then maybe picking up the phone. Miss A is not picking up the phone to you; it's you picking up the phone to her and saying, "Right, here's some interesting stuff that you didn't know about your website." That that I think is quite an interesting approach. A um, couple of things. Firstly, yeah. I I didn't even know what I was doing when I started. You know, I literally was making it up. It started with friends. It started with throwing out a website by working in the evenings and, you know, yeah. just doing it for mates and then finally figuring out, actually, do you know what? There's There's money to be made in this. I could actually make a living out of this. But there was nobody giving me guidance. I, I genuinely think even at the beginning, I didn't even know there was a community of people. You know, I wasn't using a page builder. I wasn't yeah. using a CMS. I was just writing the HTML. I think the the community that I knew about was was Stack Overflow or, you know, something equivalent to that. I can't even remember if that was around yeah. in the day. But the, all I did was look for technical solutions to problems that I had, like how do you get an image to, I don't know, change when it's rolled over or, you know, hovered on or whatever it might be. And and so the the idea that I would have a process just was nonsense i was just making it up as i went along and so that that leads me to your second question if you like what do we wish that we'd known when we'd started in my case i think mm. okay two things firstly i think it will i'm sure it'll be harder now to make a living out of the job that we have than it was when we did it because it's become mm. professionalized everybody's got really high expectations of what is possible on the web 
But also, I think the flip side of that is there's way more help out there. You know, here we are talking about yeah. Agile as an example. There's countless, probably hundreds of thousands of websites with tutorials of how to do things. There's tools which make the job yeah. ridiculously easy in comparison to when we began. Um, so I think it's a bit of uh, swings and roundabouts. Uh, it, there's more competition. There's more expectations from the clients, but there's also a ton of tools and tutorials out there. Uh, so in terms of what do I wish, what would I have wished I'd known when I started? I, I don't really know. I haven't really got an answer to that. Yeah. It's interesting because you mentioned we, you started without a process and then I... It, I wrote down some of my little notes on this one that I wish I'd have trusted my gut a little bit more. Mm. But partly that is also true of when I accepted a process. So when I when I started, you know, this imposter syndrome with me. So that made me pretty bad with clients because I would use big terms and words that I barely understood to show that I'm some professional. So that created a, a sort of boundary between me and the client. But also it led me to look to people for when I realized people had processes and I had none to follow somebody's process, particularly when a lot of people said the same. And I wish I trusted my gut and just think, actually, I, what I ended up doing with a lot of clients is following somebody else's process that worked for them because I thought that was the process for making websites. And Agile has been, if you like, a relief because it's like, that actually didn't work for me. And this actually, if now I understand that there are other people who have a different view, it's more in line with my own gut. So I've amended it to, you know, as I say, it's a kind of hybrid that I'm doing here, but it's just the fact that there is something other than a set process, which I think, you know, when it comes to people building, uh, doing web design, it very much is anchored in graphic design and traditional projects and doesn't have much room for anything other than starting off absolutely getting it nailed down what the client wants and costing it. And that's the only way to do it and contract them. And I've never liked that. And I wish I trusted my gut a little bit more. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I, I think I think all we had to go on was our gut, though, wasn't it? Because there really wasn't yeah, yeah. right at the beginning. And I do mean right at the beginning. You know, if you go back 10 years, there, there already there was stuff in the market to tell you how to manage your business. And in fact, I even mm. remember buying at one point, a great big A4 lever arch file from a company which basically in about 100 pages claimed that it would make my web design business, uh, sorry, web, you know, website building business, not just design, but web building business mm. successful. Do you know how many pages of that I read? <laughs> not even one. Sure. I opened up really? the, the package yeah. and looked at it, put it on the file. Uh, sorry, put it on the sideboard and never looked at it again. It's I don't even think I possess it anymore. But what I'm saying there is that 10 years ago, people had sort of commoditized and were starting to sell into the market the way to do this. But 10 years prior to that, when we were both beginning, that's all you had is you got. There was yeah. absolutely nothing else to rely on. It was just I, I made up the prices. I made up the the structure. I made up how to do a website. And it was... In some senses, it worked really well. In some senses, it was a complete disaster. But the it was probably more agile than I was towards the end because I didn't know what I was doing. So it was constantly on the phone to the client saying, what do you think about this? Do you like this? But it wasn't really agile in the sense of data-driven. It was just agile in the sense of having a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, and but I think you know 
ultimately we've probably gone full there may be periods or there certainly was for me where you do start with your gut and you trust that and then you you start to get influenced by other people but ultimately we end up always going back to the same thing that the the, the client relationship is probably the key thing to this business as it is with all kind of businesses if people don't like you why are they going to <laughs> use you again and and i think you know, one of the key things of the agile thing is it gets that focus a little bit back on the client collaboration about, you know, adjusting with the client, accepting their changes as you go along, where the traditional approach, particularly as it's got more professionalized, has gone into how do you control the client from not changing their mind from that initial brief and I just think yeah it's 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 a relationship of potential friction all the, the way along unless the project is very very clearly defined and everybody knows what they want yeah yeah it's interesting and I, I do think so, that, that our lack of the, the fact that we aren't agencies the fact that throughout our entire careers we have been yeah. one man bands for want of a better word probably yeah. does give us you know we've got the the room to maneuver there we don't have to act professional if we you know if we don't fancy it we can take time off and all of those kind of things i do think that's quite important and i i yeah i think the 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 kernel of this for me probably the kernel of more or less everything in life is a bit of what you just said it's about having that nice long-term relationship it's about chatting with clients turning them into your friends certainly not trying to squeeze them for every penny they've got and all of those kind of things yeah, building trust. You, do you know what? You kind of touched on one of the other questions we got. To, do we think web design is still a good or safe business? And in a way, you just mentioned a bit earlier about the fact that you thought it was more difficult now. I, do you know what? Okay, let's, let's ask the question in this way. If you, if you okay. could rewind the clock 20 years, but that 20 years started yeah. today, would you, do you think you would go into yeah. this business now? Ah, oh, that is a good one. Because you kind of, I, you know, I slipped in it because I, I think most of us do because we, did, the web was exciting. We wanted to do stuff with it. We wanted to get on board with it and experiment ourselves. And then we thought, well, it's quite useful for me. It might be useful to others. And you end up wandering into it. I don't. But also, do but also, now? it was easy. It was easy back then, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, there was very little knowledge to learn. And I do, mm, I do wonder now but, if the the impediment you know the the requirements obviously with wordpress that strips away a load of the the problems but i do wonder if the requirements yeah. to be a successful web developer i wonder if you know you've got to go through quite a lot of stuff prior to being able to launch a business i don't know you know look at look at tools like page builders things like elementor which has probably turned hundreds if not thousands of people from complete novices into in inverted commas web developers overnight i don't know maybe it's easier now maybe i'm not sure it, it feels like everyone's a web designer now <laughs> i mean it feels like they, they in the same way that we did it felt easy at the time but now with page builders in fact it's very well marketed as being very easy and and a lot of people now will turn web developer i think without not in the stuff that we needed to know and will be up and running and i think they might have more difficulties along the line which they can't detect i think we were lucky in some ways because we had to learn at least some basics of the web something about html and css um to begin with where now you could start your business without knowing any of that and it may trip you up down the line yeah yeah I that's think. A, yeah um, because you do become dependent on 
a, a tool that gives you that. Um, you know, what, where we what was, what was we kind of to interesting to, to me? Oh, sorry, I interrupted. Sorry. No, no. So uh, I finished really. Okay. What What was interesting to me? Um, looking back on all of this a little bit, is that not only did I really not know what I was doing, but also the clients didn't know what they were doing. In other words, they <laughs> uh, yeah. would come to me and yeah. really they would just say, I want a website. And they, they didn't even know what that meant. You know, they had no conception of how how much money it would cost and how much time it would take and what their responsibilities were in terms of getting things to me. So that was kind of a nice period, really. It was almost, you know, halcyon days because we could model our way through it together. I would say, oh, it'll probably take me a couple of weeks and then it would take me five weeks and they were, you know, probably okay with that because they didn't know. And I would phone up and say, can you send me some images? And they'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go out and take some photos and things like that. It was very much a cottage industry back then. So the expectations yeah. from the clients was far less, which was nice. Yes. I, I, yes, you're right, actually. And you didn't have so many people, you know, uh, the client today either started to learn some stuff themselves or they know somebody close who might start to uh, interfere in the project that you're doing. And in those days, you really didn't. You were one of a few people who got into building this web stuff because you, you pretty much needed to do it manually and there wasn't any products that sold it to you out there. Um, but you know what? I think <clears throat> there is an opportunity again. I, I, I'm almost feeling like perhaps the, you know, the drag and drop easy to use page builder. The, we'll talk about this perhaps in our next series, but the, um, the golden era of that might be uh, over soon. I think where people just might, you know, look for people who can build the thing from the ground up a little bit again. I, I think because there's a lot of people doing it themselves now, so they think they can web design, but they are tripping up because they've got maintenance that goes with it and they don't know how to do some very you know, simple thing. When tools do everything for you and you don't know the basics, you are limited in what you can do. It's what the tool can do, not what you can do. So I think, I think for me, I'm very optimistic about kind of building websites as a, a good business. I, I think... I think it's a little bit under threat by page builders, but I think that will go the other way eventually. I think the the whole web thing is about to undergo some dramatic changes. So I'm not sure if like website will mm. be the term that we're throwing around. So I'm thinking about the fact that everybody's, you know, using apps on their phones. And so I'm, I'm sure that that will continue to grow. You know, mm. they'll people will want websites where you can interact and they'll want to be able to have AI chatbots that will be able to answer questions of potential customers automatically and route them to the correct person in your switchboard. I think mm. voice will be potentially quite interesting. I think it's a complete flop at the moment but I'm mm. not sure in the future that we won't be doing a lot of stuff just by talking. You know, you'll be walking down the street and your headphones will be plugged in and you'll say something to your device through your headphones. Okay, show me some plumbers where I'm near where I'm standing or within 10 mm. miles and some voice interface will come back to you. I, I wonder if, you know, we'll even get into the realms of kind of AI, sorry, not AI, what's it called? Augmented reality, those kind of things. Mm. Mm. So I'm not sure that the website 
will be mm. the mainstay of the internet in the future. I, I don't mean to stare into a crystal ball because obviously I, much like everybody mm. else, have absolutely no idea where that's going to go. But for 20 years, it has been websites. Nothing as yet has supplanted it. But I do feel with especially AI and the way that that is just dramatically upsetting all sorts of things, I do think learning those kind of still skills could be really important in the future. I think so. And I, and I think it's true of all of us. We, you know, really, there's very few of us who just build a site, you know, or designer gives us it, and then we just build it on the tools that we are, and that's the end of the job. Everybody gets involved in some form of um, ongoing business stuff, which is the agile stuff in a way. We all learn a little bit about SEO. We all learn a little bit about what you can monitor. We all learn about you know, uh, we were talking about funnels and things like this, all these various tools. So I, I think there is room for someone who is a designer who can help businesses through a multitude of things, be that safe center to help guide people through all of what might change, including all of the things that you're talking about, which inevitably we will start to learn as well, you know, yeah. because we're just into this stuff. So I, I think there's always a need for people like us who are kind of intrigued where the web is going and understand a little bit about how it technically works. Yeah, I guess I guess the mantra is so long as you know like 10% more or 50% more than the <laughs> yeah. person that you're speaking to, you're probably on solid ground. But yeah, I do, I do think the idea of a website will be... You know, give it 50 years. I wonder what the internet will look like. And, and yeah, I, I've no idea, but it certainly will be fascinating. So, but, it does um, seem that, go on. but on, the, on the other side of that, you know, uh, we were talking about Jamstack and how that's kind of moved about this idea of static content going out. HTML has become the kind of key thing now. It's almost like a little bit like we've gone back to the basics in, in a lot of stuff in web development. You know, Jamstack is very much based on that getting back to static HTML being sent out and oh, functionality comes in yeah. separately. So there's almost a return to where I began, I yeah. feel, with that movement. Yeah. 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 So I wrote a question down here, which is, is there, well, it's kind of like, I'll amalgamate a few questions together, but is there a best fit for Agile or Waterfall in this industry? And what I'm really meaning by that is, yeah. can you be both? Um, can you successfully be both at the same time or do you need to go down the route of one or the other? But also I wrote uh, a question about are there are there sort of types of clients that yeah. are best fitted as well? So in other words, if I come to you and I'm a government website, I'm, you know, I need something built on behalf of the government and I know that it's going to be needed for decades to come, there's an obvious agile um there's a you know there's a route to go down there with the agile thing but if i am um a plumber and i've got a successful business already and i just want to put my telephone number online uh, i'm not sure that the whole agile thing is suitable in other words i don't think waterfalls dead but i also don't think it's for every project yeah well i agree and i think you have to be agile over which one you're picking. <laughs> um, uh, but I, th I think, yeah, clearly. I mean, ultimately, you get. We were talking before, and you, you really 
gave you know builder you somebody that you knew but you mentioned plumber here someone who doesn't really care and i think that's the thing if they just really don't care how the website's going to do at all you can't convince them that the, there is some interest in the web this is what it does it allows you to see how well you're doing and amend as you go along if they're not interested in that because they've already got so much business then you're just going to build them the site and then they're just going to change it when they want to change it because they don't they didn't need anything from the web in the first place would you turn away work if you were like fully into the agile methodology would you turn away that plumber or would you take on their work if they just said no just build me a site here's a here's some money x amount of pounds but i don't want to be engaged with it just you know i'll send you the assets just give me the proposal i'll sign it i'll pay on time you're going to turn that work away or are you going to be happy to to bend your agile will to the client oh that's a good question I'll answer this one. If you answer this one in reverse, if you, <laughs> okay. you'll have to imagine this to a certain degree. But, you know, if somebody came to you and wanted more agile, where would you do it? But I think my answer is not necessarily, but I think on the whole, I am moving towards long-term relationships with people who do appreciate what the web could do and some of the things that I'm interested in and I want to be linked up with that so I might turn them away if there's just do this job and build it and that I just don't think they're that interested in stuff that I'm interested in and I'm I'm not sure if I'll you know I might avoid it but yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily throw it away yeah um, but yeah so I would I have turned down work uh, like that quite a lot actually um because, you know, they're really not on the same page as me yeah. when they're looking at what they think they want. Yeah. No. And in, in reply to your question, I, I would take yeah. that work every day. Yeah, definitely. If, if somebody, I mean, goodness knows how many clients are going to come to me and say, do you operate in an ad, with an agile methodology or are you, <laughs> you more into the, the waterfall approach? Uh, if they said that to me, I'd probably faint. And then <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah, okay, if you want to do it in an agile way, that's fine by me. I'll go away and figure out the pricing. And I'd probably listen back to this podcast series to figure out what I would do then. So, yes, I'd, I'd happily take that work. There's been so many aspects of what you've discussed over the last yeah. year that I've thought, well, that just makes loads of sense. I can't, it, I can't claim to have done it your way particularly. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely fits with me, like my personality, the fact that I like being on the phone to people, that I like solving people's problems, that I, I actually hate deadlines. And yeah. you know, there's always that crunch point where you realise you're going to fail to miss to, to make the deadline. I hate those moments. And so having little more mouths, you know, little bite-sized bits of a project feels to me like a bit of a win, to be honest. Yeah, I guess if somebody, I mean, they would never come, I guess, asking whether you go agile or waterfall. But I think there would be cases, I bet you've even had them, where some, somebody goes, okay, we're, we're on a website, it's really, this is going to be key to our business. All of our you know, business is going to come from this website. So we need to know that it's going to do well and, and do the best we can to make this website succeed. Then you're really going to have to introduce them to how you might measure this in the long term to see how well it is succeeding. And you would need to step by step try and improve it. So you would already automatically with that, what they come with, uh, be led to some sort of agile approach wouldn't you yeah yeah i'm i'm not not disagreeing i think there are bits of it which would have definitely been identified in the work that i'd done as agile but definitely always always got paid at the end of yeah. the project 
always got a percentage as a deposit, always got a contract, always put in a proposal. It's just the way I did it. And always was looking for ways to figure, you know, ingenious ways to figure out how I could keep that relationship going. And in some cases it worked. In other cases, you know, they didn't want anything to do with care plans or anything like that. And, you know, quite often never heard from the client again. And just from an <laughs> economic point of view, that just that's just a bit silly, isn't it? You know, you, you're sort of leaving a relationship on the table that could be ongoing. And if mm. you can build a website which generates the money and makes their business sustainable, why wouldn't they come back? It's a it's it's a such a good idea. So, so in, in summary, you win, I mm. think. <laughs> yeah, there's no winners here. Certainly not the audience, as we wrote down. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, there was one other point I wanted to make. So when I when I did the kind of waterfall, when it was just projects and we dealt with that, and I was quite happy because it's all I knew. You got paid at the end of it, and often I was frustrated with what we did because I did what we could in the time, but also. Because I hadn't had those earlier conversations, what often happened that the clients would get agile without me in a way. So they decided that they weren't getting enough business from it. So, you know, someone told them about SEO and that there's a guy who will do it or about Google AdWords and the person who would do it. Right. All of these people who potentially do uh, some of the stuff that I do as well. And uh, do you see what I mean? So yeah. I've often felt that in some ways you need to present both ways of doing stuff to the client in the first place rather than just you know you need to tell me exactly how you want this built at the beginning we'll agree it and then that's our deadline and end it i feel everybody needs to be a little bit more agile even if that's what they end up doing in the yeah. end i think they have to i always yeah. felt like sort of in, in a way a little bit ashamed that i didn't know how to do everything you know when when they when yeah. seo came on the scene i sort of bluffed my way through it a bit read a little bit around it and yeah. figured out that i knew the bare minimum of how to do it and how to yeah. carry out some basic keyword research. Whereas I think your approach, so, I, sorry. So when the client said to me, can you do, you know, can you help us with getting higher up in Google, the words SEO didn't really exist, <laughs> but mm. they would ask those similar questions. I always felt a sense of guilt that I needed to go and learn another skill. Whereas I think your approach opens the window to being able to say, I'm not sure how to do this most effectively, but I'm going to learn it as we go. I wonder if there's a bit of that in Agile as well, or does it still, do you still need to present yourself as the professional in every case, or are you allowed to be learning on the job? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't want to do any bullshit at all with any of it. So I kind of like, you know, it's a bit like I learn a little bit of everything uh, about this because it all interacts and it's very difficult because we all step on it. There will be experts who will all step on each other's toes and, what I would like to be is, as I'm doing your website, which is going to be key to it, I'd like to um, make sure that I, I look after that and that if you need somebody who's more skilled than me on a certain area, we'll get them in. But otherwise, we can you, you can probably use my basic skills to employ a little bit of this idea. So a little bit of, you know, on-page SEO. I know enough to do keyword research to do it myself. You know, I might need an SEO at some point if if it requires it but i think that's the point to get over really with it if you're going agile just say you know acknowledge that you can't be the expert in everything but what you're trying to do is to be that person who's going to look after them and present the fact that there is so much you can do with your website other than just build it and see how it does yeah um the world cup is currently on and uh so i wonder in terms of agile versus waterfall 
I wonder, <laughs> is it like a, is it a six nil victory for Agile or is it more like three two? Um, yeah. I think it's I think it could be close given a a certain situation, but I think on the whole. Agile's the winner, but maybe it was decided in penalties. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure people are tearing their hair out when I talk about agile because it's just not what a lot of people would think it really is. It's just bringing that, it's just bringing that philosophy into what we do, which I didn't have before, and that, it's dominated, hasn't it, this whole year and the the conversations we've had. Yeah. But I think it's been a good thing. It has been, but it's time to move on. We're putting that one to bed. Yeah, and. We're going to totally launch another one, uh, another different series, which, well, you introduce it because it was your idea. Uh, yeah, well, it's called, we're going to call it Thinking the Unthinkable because we're <laughs> quite mild people who never caught controversy and have very, very boring titles for our discussions. Uh, we thought we might go for a bit of clickbait titles just to jeers along a bit. So we're going to come up with some kind of silly things. I mean, one of them, which is very contentious and could get us cancelled straight away is, you know, is WordPress too woke? Now, <laughs> uh, also, you know, there's lots of these kind of conversations is at the end for uh, page builders or stuff like that. These will be our types of questions that we'll set ourselves and we'll see how much we agree with these statements, how much we want to challenge them. So we'll start with something provocative and then in our usual way, we'll, we'll find some sort of mild balance yes that's right so, yeah. bored and can't it's, wait to turn off really this <laughs> this instead of calling it thinking the unthinkable we should entitle this series thinking the thinkable and, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see where we go so who knows how long that series will be there's no sort of boundary to it it could go on for weeks or it might you know if we get cancelled straight away it might take less time but uh yeah that'll be starting in a couple of weeks time well in theory i don't know Maybe the yeah. Christmas holidays will coincide with this. I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. But thank you for guiding us through this whole Agile waterfall conversation. That's oh. been a really enjoyable year. I've, I've loved it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, so thank you too. Okay, we're done, aren't we? Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, bye. Well, I certainly hope that you enjoyed that. Always a pleasure chatting to my good friend David Wormsley. And it is with a tear in my eye that we say goodbye to the WordPress Business Bootcamp series. It's been with us for pretty much all of 2022, a whole year-long series. I really hope that you've enjoyed it and you've got things out of it. We've had lots of commentary along the way to show that many people did. If you've got any comments that you'd like to make about this episode, head over to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 311 and leave us your comment there. Alternatively, join our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, and you could find the thread in there as well. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. And once again, thank you so much to GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, just a reminder, Page Builder Summit is coming up. It's happening in February 20th to the 24th. If you're interested in sponsoring the event, reach out to me, 
you can find a contact form on WP Build. Alternatively, you can go to pagebuildersummit.com forward slash sponsor and you can find all of the details there. Okay, that's it. We'll be back next week. A chat with David Wormsley this week means that it will be an interview next week. And it's probably going to be episode two, part two of my chat with Zach Swinehart. And I hope that you're going to enjoy that. Don't forget to join us on Monday, every Monday, wpbuilds.com forward slash live for our This Week in WordPress show. Come and drop us some comments. We always like that. But as always, I'm going to fade in some cheesy music to round off this episode and say... Stay safe. Bye-bye for now.